Hello and welcome back to Get Me Off This Rock. I am your host, Ryan Dent, and this is a presentation of the Progressive Patriot Podcast Network, which doesn't exist. I'm just making it up. I just like saying it. <clears throat> but who knows? Maybe one day. There are a few things that I have in mind, and I'm glad that I've started to do this, even if it's only to help. Well, first of all, there are actually some listeners. So I've noticed, because I can track these things with the podcast tools that I use, that there are some people who are consistently listening. More than I expected, actually. And despite the fact that it's still small, and it is, uh, it is growing. So I appreciate that. I do. Um, <clears throat> but I'm glad I've been doing this because there are a few things that I really want to address and attack. And in the process of doing it, I've also started to be able to codify my own political stances or my own uh, objectives more effectively. <clears throat> One of those objectives, as I've talked about before, is taking the words back. And what I really mean by that is rebranding the left because there's so much confusion around, obviously, terms like socialism or patriot or progressive. And uh, so I want to rebrand the left. I want to help to increase voter turnout because in most elections, there's over 100 million people that don't vote at all. That's a problem. Um, but also identify the fact that it's going to take more than just electoral politics to make changes in this country, as in politics is not something that you can just say, oh, I'm not into, I'm not into politics, I'm not really a political person. That's, a, that's something we, we need to get rid of. And also that you don't just participate in politics once every four years, you ideally participate in it continuously uh, in your community, on a state level, on a federal level, et cetera, you are participating, you are an, an educated member of society that participates in politics because you understand how important it can be, how impactful it can be, how it directly affects your material conditions and the material conditions of the people who you share this country with. I also would like to try to get rid of as much bureaucracy as possible and have things be middle out whenever possible um, and, and combat the fact that, uh, hold on a second, Hey, and so also want to help to elevate class. Hi, I'm in the middle of uh, the podcast. Can I just, I, I'm trying to maintain my thin veneer of sanity. Can I call you back? Yeah, of course. Okay, this will be in the podcast. Okay, tell them I say hi. Yeah, she's saying hi, guys. We're going to get off this rock. Yes. That's the, that's the objective. Okay, bye. <clears throat> but the number one thing that I want to do, I think above everything else, is to identify, nurture, and, and elevate a sense of class consciousness and solidarity. And so to really jump right into it, the biggest news that you've seen in the last week or so has to do with these protests that have that have propped up around the country where people are feeling like they need to go out in the streets and and exercise their freedom. You know how much I love that word on this show. They need to exercise their freedom and they can't do that unless they just deny the order to stay at home. They need to go out and put themselves at danger. And I don't get me wrong, I think these people are stupid. I think they're terrible. I think they're idiots. I think they're selfish. But that's the easy part. 
identifying how selfish and stupid these people are, these idiotic mouth breathers, these imbeciles, these Trump zombies, these partisan zealots, that's the easy part. What I want to point out is that the people who are in these positions have a lot more in common with one another and with you and I, no matter who you are watching this, and with, for example, the nurses who are standing in their way and saying, don't come through, uh, go home. Those people have a lot more in common with one another than they realize and then the media wants them to realize and then the corporations want them to realize and that maybe even the government wants them to realize. The fact is, those are both members of the working class. And when I say working class, I don't say working class disparagingly. Teachers and sanitation workers and grocery store clerks and nurses, those are important jobs. And if those people don't show up to work in a normal situation, we have a problem. Society does not run the way it needs to run. Is there any more perfect example of a working class job than a nurse? Honestly. The fact is that these people who are out there protesting, again, it's easy to shit on them. It's easy to see that they are so misguided and ignorant in some cases. But for the most part, they're not coming off of private jets or stepping out of Lamborghinis or wearing Gucci. They're wearing, they're coming, they're coming out of Dodge trucks and Hondas and they're wearing Lee jeans that they probably picked up at Walmart. And I'm not, I'm not even shitting on that. I'm just pointing out that these people are working class people. They might, you know, they're in the working class. I don't want to talk about middle class because I think middle class is mostly an illusion, to be honest. Even if you are a highly paid person, if you can't stop going to work for more than a couple months without starving to death or becoming homeless, you're working class. If you trade your labor for money, you're working class. And people who make over a certain amount of money might not want to believe that. They might not want to identify with that. But that's the case. The fact is that 50% of the people in this country make less than $30,000 a year. And even before the coronavirus broke out and the whole, the whole COVID issue, we're living in a country, the, the, the richest country in the history of the world, as I talk about, with 40% of all sovereign wealth, the next two countries behind us are China and Japan with about 7%. We live in this country where 70% of families cannot withstand a $400 emergency before this. And that is the direct result of policies that are ultimately neoliberal policies. And again, we're moving away from the terms because the terms are too convoluted and too cloudy, but they basically are neoliberal policies. And I hate to tell you that Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar and even Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and George Bush, these are all neoliberals. Ronald Reagan was like the ultimate neoliberal, but those are all neoliberals. And what that basically breaks down to is destroying unions, suppressing wages, shipping manufacturing abroad. And basically what ends up happening is you have wealth that used to go to the working class, people who had jobs, who supported their families, who worked in their communities, 
and everything gets sucked up to a increasingly small elite based on these neoliberal policies, this globalization. And so what, what's, hap what's been happening for decades is these things have, have been uh, trending in that direction. And now people are so stretched that of course they're gonna be protesting. Of course they're gonna be starting to show the first vestiges of a revolt. How are they expected to go on? Those policies that I talked about are what have been happening for decades. And now what's been happening for the last few weeks is we have this completely pathetic showing of, okay, we have an incredibly bureaucratic uh, bailout system where you have to apply for small business loans and only certain people are getting them and massive corporations are somehow finding loopholes and taking advantage of them. That's a whole nightmare. The unemployment system is a nightmare. And other than that, what do people have? A one-time payment of $1,200. $1,200, which by the way, is like the federal minimum wage, 40-hour work weeks for a month at federal minimum wage. It's pathetic. It's undignified. And of course, people are going to be responding the way they are because they are desperate. Which also, if you live anywhere other than like Arkansas, $1,200 is not going to go very far. No offense to Arkansas. Not really, anyway. What I'm getting at is that people are so desperate already. They're so stretched already. They're so precarious already that of course this situation is going to bring out the worst in people in a lot of, in a lot of cases. And I want to point out that while it's easy to shit on those people, it's easy to point to them and say, wow, this person has less teeth than they do IQ points. That's the easy part. Look at the fact that they are going through something. And by the way, it's, it's, it's neoliberal policies like have, that have been happening the last couple of decades that led to Trump. I hate to tell you. And Trump spoke to their problems, their issues. So did Bernie Sanders, but Trump spoke to it in a certain way, a jingoistic, racist, xenophobic way, an ignorant way, and Bernie was speaking to people's real material conditions and issues in an enlightened, progressive way, but putting that aside. When you hollow out the country's manufacturing system, when you suppress the unions, when you destroy the wages, when the cost of living keep going up, you create this type of situation. When the education system bankrupts families, when the healthcare system bankrupts families, when people don't have access to healthcare generally, or when they have to pay tens of thousands of dollars a year for basic coverage, not to mention deductibles, $27,000 to get a Band-Aid at the, at the hospital, all these things lead to desperation and despair. And those things are being exemplified by these, uh, these protests. And it's, it's a privileged position. As much as, again, I, I don't agree with these people and I think what they're doing is stupid and irresponsible, it's a privileged position to be able to sit there and judge them. Granted, some of them are complete partisan zealots, but again, for the most part, I think it comes from an economic place. And that's what I want to identify the working class needs to have solidarity in order to overcome the issues that they've been facing for the last few decades and that are becoming hyper uh, concentrated in the last few years. 
So class solidarity is the most important thing that I think we can strive for. And it can help to put aside the differences, the surface differences between these groups. Anyway, until those things happen, I have to say, once again, get me off this rock.